0: Welcome to my podcast, Rashad in Conversation. I'm your host, Rashad Isa. Quality professionals strive to make businesses and society a better place, regardless of the sector we work in. We do not achieve such efforts single-handedly, though. We engage with so many people and subject matter experts from around the world. Having a clear understanding of how and who we interact with makes a successful calibration and helps in driving winning strategies. Today, I'm joined by Muhammad Diab. Muhammad is a quality assurance manager with over 15 years of experience in quality management systems, quality auditing, welding, and non-destructive testing. He has managed large scale projects of over $2 billion in value and teams of about 160 members. He holds numerous certifications, including the American Society for Quality, Certified Manager for Quality Organizational Excellence, the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. He's a Principal Auditor for Quality Management Systems under the International Standard Organization 9001, and he is registered with the International Register of Certified Auditors. He also holds a PMP, Project Management Professional Certification. He is also the co-author of the Mind Map book aimed at the Certified Manager of Quality and Organizational Excellence and the Welding Procedures and Qualifications.
1: Uh, Hello, Rashad, and thank you very much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you on this podcast. I'm glad we are now connected. I always say it's always a pleasure because now I know you exist as a human being and you're not only a LinkedIn connection. So thank you very much for giving us the time to chat. Um, I gave the introduction uh, about you, Muhammad, but it does not do you justice because I can see um, the experience that you have. So why don't you share with our listeners your career journey? How did you get to where you are today?
1: So I'll start with where I'm cur- with where I currently am. Uh, five, five and a half years ago, I joined my current company uh, as a quality assurance manager um in this role uh, i mainly uh oversee the quality management system for a gas pipeline project and leading a team of over 150 uh, quality professionals um early in my, my career in quality management started uh, over 15 and a half years ago immediately after i completed my bachelor of engineering in uh, metallurgy uh, i began as a welding inspector um which as a start was very fortunate for me because it gave me the skills in quality basic skills in quality control and made me develop uh, an early eye for detail and this also laid the foundation for me understanding the quality standards and uh, how they apply to uh, several industries uh then my career took an exciting turn when uh, I, I shifted from the uh, f- uh, contractor side to the client side I joined Saudi Aramco as a mechanical inspector. Uh, within a year, I was promoted to a group leader, which I held for several, seven more years. Uh, wow. This period was was significant phase of my career because it gave me um, an 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 experience uh, and exposure in in, in overseeing uh, the quality management system for several companies. And it also gave me a unique experience of uh, team management since I managed several teams in several locations and also in recruiting uh, since I I, uh, interviewed hundreds of candidates. And I would say that uh, now I have kind of an eye for talent. So this is due to some of my experience.
0: Fantastic. I always think that recruiting more people is such an amazing learning curve. Because not only you learn about um, the people you're interviewing in the process, but you also learn about yourself, your skills that you have, how can you get the most out of people by making sure that they they are giving you and explaining their skills. And also, it helps you benchmark your skills against what's available in the market. So it's it's a brilliant activity to be involved in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And um, this is, um, it's a great experience, Muhammad, because you've sat on both sides of the table. You've worked within an organization and you've also worked with, with, with a client on a supply chain. So, so that's always um, interesting to get that 360 review. Any favorite sides or you're okay um, with both? That's a tricky I, question. Uh, it is, but,
1: um... <laughs> excuse me, if I, if I have to choose... I would choose the contractor or the fabricator side because I feel like I can have more impact and be more uh, proactive.
0: proactivity is um, is one of the key fuels for us as quality professionals as well, because we want to make sure we get things right. And... Absolutely. It, and it also, it, it changes
1: the the, the the perception that people have about us, that we are just there to highlight issues, to take credit for it. And uh, so, if if we are if we are proactive, it it brings us closer to to everyone in the organization.
0: Absolutely, I think one of the 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 really great things I've been seeing in the profession, as I talk with many professionals, is there has been a um foundational shift in the perception of quality professionals in businesses. Uh, we are no longer being perceived, as you said, as um. Uh, the error flaggers or the police people that are in an organization that they only feel good if they've flagged a certain error or a certain defect. On the contrary, we are now helping the business achieve their sustained success, helping them go onto their improvement um, journey, which is really uh, refreshing. Um, what would be one success story that makes you proud, makes you really smile every time you think of it? So I would say
1: that one of my most significant career achievement was um, in my current role. Um, we managed to consistently exceed our customer specific, uh, expectations over five years. Uh, at the early stage of the project, our customer uh, uh, communicated that they are having something called Project Quality Index or a PQI, where they, this is their own criteria and how they evaluate our quality performance. They set a the score for us as 91%, uh, but we managed to consistently achieve 94% of the, over the five years. So Amazing. I believe, yeah, I believe this success was the result of several proactive strategies and approaches. So, first thing was to set the setup of the quality management system. And one thing that I that that was uh, beneficial was that this system was built on the lessons learned that I had from my previous experiences on both sides, and also the company's historical data. So we used this. Uh, knowledge to anticipate challenges and implement uh, proactive solutions uh, early on Uh, then building a diverse quality team was another uh, critical element Um, we brought together professionals from various backgrounds and levels of experience and this diversity brought um, i would say a diverse uh, range of uh, perspectives and opinions effective communication collaboration within our team and with the client this was also fundamental we maintained regular uh transparent communication um and we ensure that what we are doing is aligned with the project quality objectives through these communications so any feedback we would welcome our feedback because Sometimes when you are inside what's going on, you miss the big picture, but someone from outside can easily see it. So we will conduct open dialogue. Um, another factor was empowering my team members to play a uh, significant role uh, in the organization. Uh, every team member had the ownership of, of their tasks and they were encouraged to take their own initiatives. Developed by time, developed a strong sense of, I would say uh, belonging and responsibility. Um, we also invested heavily in training and development. And the the, the the main fundamental part here was that it was customized for each individual because since we we selected everyone from a different background, so uh, this cannot be uh, accompanied by um, a one, for all training uh, one size fits all would or, not or work. One yeah. Yeah. yes so it has to be customized uh, another thing was uh i would say that we listen when i said that when we listen to feedback and when we welcomed feedback that feedback was really integrated in our uh, reflected in our processes and, and, and what we do and i noticed at the beginning that most of my team members i would say most they took it personally. And and it's hard not to. This is where I stepped in and I tried to uh, explain or clarify how this feedback is crucial for our success and shouldn't take it personally. But this couldn't be done without laying the foundation for a blame-free environment where there was something going going on. Our focus shouldn't be who did it. Uh, Our focus should be how to fix it and how to avoid it in the future. So this whole experience, for me, when I reflect on it, it demonstrated that exceeding customers' uh, specifications um, isn't impossible, but it needs uh, integrating many aspects early on.
0: You've touched on so many points that are absolutely um, refreshing, because um, generally speaking, I mean, we we talk within um, the quality profession about Um, ISO standards, about the quality management systems, about putting the customer at the heart of what you do. There are lots of people that tend to talk about customer experience in terms of um, satisfying the experience they have uh, through just gathering surveys and input of it. But what I like is that you've touched on the PQI, the uh, um, Project Quality Index, Um, That you have, and you've covered through six key setup points. So what I've heard you say is you build a foundational uh, quality management system based on your own experience, but equally based on lessons learned from the company itself, from the framework that they have. You make sure you bring a diverse team from different backgrounds, different experiences. Uh, you make sure you emphasize that their training is customized, not one size fit all, because it's a diverse group. Um, you create a good feedback loop where you engage with your customer and make sure how your um working with them um, to um, to achieve what they're expecting if not exceeded uh, you create that sense of ownership for your team members so as they get to um, uh, take ownership of what they're working and for them to achieve this easily I heard you say that you make sure they understand it's a blame free culture so we don't work with a personal approach but it's more of the process approach So this is absolutely brilliant thank you so much. Mohammed for sharing all of this and I'm gonna have to ask you a question of um, uh, an incident um, maybe a not so successful story whereby you you or your team members got engaged with and um, you've helped fix it, rectify it, save the day by applying a quality management framework, whether it's a governance framework, an assurance framework, or an improvement? What would that lesson be? So for that, I would
1: like to share uh, two related incidents, which will highlight something that uh, that will be clear at the end. Um, the first incident was that At the previous company, we faced a challenging situation that um, our management imposed the implementation of a system to evaluate uh, employee performance. Um, At the beginning, it was not very clear. So this led to, I would say, uh, suboptimal performance uh, from two of the team members, I, I believe. And the result of that was that they were on the brink of being fired. Um, however, my daily inter- I know them, so my daily interactions and observations with these individuals left a, dif- a different impression on me. What I saw is that they were committed to the team's goal. They were they had a strong work ethics and the most important that they were willing to learn. So I requested after that, I requested the formal qualitative re-evaluation. Not a quantitative one because the quantitative one was not on our side. Um the reason I did that because I believe the KPIs did not capture these points that I mentioned. And the I believe they are crucial. But this needed, of course, our management support, which they also were under pressure to improve the department KPI. So it was a big challenge. Um, over the next few months, we managed to halt this uh, decision uh, temporarily. But over the next few months, uh, we saw a remarkable improvement in the performance of these two events. And this brings me to my second incident where I learned from this. So now I know that it's not only about quantitative and qualitative needs to kick in. Um, we were in a phase in the project, which is my current project, that we had. Uh, a high welding rejection rate. <clears throat> we were under immense pressure from the client because we were falling behind in the schedule and we had additional uh, cost overruns as well. And to make things worse, uh, one of the team members who were a welding inspector, he did a, a great mistake. He he failed to identify the several locations of many uh, welding joints and this led to more uh, rework. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that it it also includes you know the uh uh, relocation of the manpower and the equipment and it takes even more time so it was really um unpleasant to deal with but i learned from my previous incident and the initial management from the initial response from our management also to save face in front of the client who just considered terminating him so before doing anything i looked closely at what happened and if you remember, I said that I tried to gather uh, my team members from different backgrounds. So this team member realized he was brought in because of his unique background of in welder qualifications. The issue with that is he, he was not exposed to many uh, welding repair situations, either both or, or fail. So I went back to his training program we were supposed to customize it was customized but it was it did not heavily focus on this area and because also he joined at the beginning of the project and there was no much uh, going on at that time so this helped me made a case that uh it's not his fault actually this is a symptom of another mi- mistake i would say in our training program so i i made a case for him to um to continue working, uh, we customized uh, the training program another time for him to uh, focus heavily on this uh, world repair rate issues. And then when he was brought back into the uh, project, his performance was excellent. And this also did not help him. We took this and we went back to other our all other inspectors as well. And we revised their some of their training programs, not all, and they all benefited from it. So this these two incidents, I would say they influenced my 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 leadership style greatly. Uh and every time I reflect on these two incidents, it becomes evident that training and continuous improvement for the team members are have to have a special focus, uh, because they are essential in 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 not only resolving immediate situations, mm-hmm. but also they prevent many more that could have come
0: absolutely so i mean the whole continuous improvement um the whole continuous improvement plan is is always a cycle we always say it's not linear you have to work with it in a cycle and the more you do it you will reap the rewards of a domino effect so then you're not just doing it for one one process step one person it becomes like a continuous loop that sort of the ripples of it will really outreach many people. Um where do you get your uh, inspiration from? Is there any book, any podcast, any journal that you keep um, tapping into? Yes, sure. Um for the for
1: the, when it comes to books, I would say that the ISO 9000 quality management system handbook by David Hoyle Um, This book benefited me greatly. It was recommended to me by my mentor, Stephen Coles. He was my mentor from the CQI uh, mentorship program. And this book is full of insights and resources that goes deep into the ISO 9000 family of standards and provide practical guidance on interpretation, implementation, and how to audit and how to be audited. So it's a brilliant book. Uh, I keep it by my side, the hard copy, all the time. Uh, There is another podcast, I would say, is the Manager Tools podcast. This is actually the first podcast that I ever listened to. And this podcast is what got me into podcasts in the first place. I learned a great deal from them. Um, As for the um, uh, journals, uh, the CQI Quality World Magazine is a great resource, uh, as well as the the ASQ Quality Progress magazines. These two are are great resources for insights and keeping up to date with the industry.
0: Fantastic, thank you so much for sharing all of these um, uh, insights, Muhammad. Just for our listeners, the CQI is the Chartered Quality Institute. Uh, All the members of the the CQI have access to a free mentoring program. So it's very good to hear that you've benefited from it as well. And ASQ is the American Society for Quality as well. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of these details. Before I let you go, I would like our listeners to get to know Muhammad as the person and not Muhammad as the quality professional. So I'm going to ask you quick fire round questions without answering me. Give me your answer. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) Coffee or tea? Coffee. Um, Summer or winter? Winter.
1: yeah, that's a tough one.
0: I believe Summer. Okay, good. Um, murder Mysteries or rom-coms? Okay, uh, c- come again. Murder Mysteries or rom-coms? Um, honestly, I'm not into
1: non-fiction, so I you <laughs> know. You know I, I like boring books. Yeah, uh, which is basically, uh, Sorry. I'm not into fiction i love i love reading boring books of non-fiction
0: there is remotely. never a boring book so so i'll yeah, uh, but it, it, okay. it's fine I, w- I won't pressure you to give an answer <laughs> finally a uh, night in or a night out uh mostly night in mostly night in. muhammad shukran thank yes. you very much for joining You have been listening to Rashad in Conversation with me, your host, Rashad Isa. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe, follow or download as I bring you guests from around the world to share their stories of the quality profession.